Now to the difference that 12 months can make. It's almost a year since kumara crops, which were ready to be harvested in the Kaipara district in Northland, were pretty much wiped out by two major weather events. The growing fields were already sodden from three months of heavy rain. Then the Auckland Anniversary Day floods hit, followed just over a week later by Cyclone Gabrielle. For growers, it was a trifecta of misery, or as Kaipara Kumara Managing Director Anthony Blundell ironically describes it, the perfect storm. The root vegetables just days away from being harvested lay in the ground that was awash and covered in silt. Along with the extensive clean-up came staff layoffs. So how are things looking for this year's harvest? Nyami here uh, for your time. Kia ora, Anthony. Kia ora, Catherine. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, goodness, what a difference a year makes. Um, it, it, is it a bad dream a, a year ago, Anthony, now, or, or still very much dealing with the consequences? Yeah, no, pretty much, um, hopefully, within a couple of weeks, a forgotten nightmare, if you like, Catherine. It was pretty much like you described the perfect storm last year. And, um, yeah, but having growers, <coughs> excuse me, that lost, you know, we had some growers that lost 99% of their crop, others only 40%. So, uh, you know, with the industry down 65%, that's the, you know, massive negative effect it had last year. Um, yeah, but we can put it behind us because we've had a, certainly the last four or five weeks of weather this year, uh, we're in a completely different uh, situation where things are looking uh, pretty good. Lining up pretty good. I'm sure there was a lot of work to get there, but let's talk about the actual volumes uh, in terms of plantings and ultimately of harvest. Are you have you been able to get back to where you could plant a full crop? Yeah, talking with the rest of the industry, it appears to be uh, we, we appear to be in a good position that uh, a similar acreage um, has been planted uh, this year. Uh, maybe down a little bit on 2022, but with the great weather we've had over the last four or five weeks, that's giving us some good optimism for some reasonable yields out there. But time will tell on that. But certainly uh, where we are right now, Catherine, um, couldn't, is right at the other spectrum of where we were this time last year with, um, you know, have already lost Kuma crop by this time. So uh, things are looking very good. So be a win-win for um, our industry, our, um, you know, the staff that employs, the, you know, all the other businesses that have come along um, assisted by the Kuma industry up here. So um, we're really looking forward to um, getting Kuma back on the plate uh, of consumers. How did you get back up on your feet? I mentioned the silt. I mean, it's the curse following the event, isn't it? It still is for horticulturalists and, and uh, others uh, all over the motu that were affected by these storms. What was involved in getting the soil condition back? Well, we were very fortunate, even though we lost a lot of crop and some growers are really bad off. Um, there was no silt, as it were, left. So the the water came over made the ground and saw very wet in, in, you know in a lot of critical places of the fields but when that all drained away there was no salt left all we were left with though was a lot of <laughs> muddy uh kumara fields so the recovery if you like um we haven't had the same issues like what they've had down the hawks bay i mean there was enough of a crop saved in 2023 harvest to be able to propagate plant material for this year. So we were quite fortunate there, Catherine. So, um, yeah. 
uh, were, you know, the, the, the field damage, the field damage was, you know, pretty negligible, to be honest. So how do you propagate kumara? I've had very unsuccessful home-growing experiences of root vegetables. I, I don't look after the soil well enough, and they tend to get down a few centimetres and then just hit a left turn <laughs> or a right turn um, and start well, growing off to the side. What, what, what's the work that goes in uh, to propagating and, and to planting and to tending this crop? Because you're a massive proportion of the country's entire crop, aren't you? Yep, yep. It's about probably... A good 95% up here with another wow. 5% or a bit more up in Kai Tai. So um, there's little pockets around the country where people grow small little crops, but really commercially viable, at, um, this area still remains, you know, the best. So what growers do is probably keep about 5% of their crop from the previous year out of their sort of their own internal breeding programs. And that kuma itself is bedded out under plastic coloshes uh, in the months of July, August and September and covered with about uh, anywhere between 50 to 70, 80 mils of soil. And and what the kuma does in the soil, it, it, it shoots out uh, plant, you know, out of its eyes. It, it shoots out plants. Those plants grow through the soil under the plastic protection and, and quite a lot of warmth. And then when, when those cut... Uh, Plants are around 30, <clears throat> excuse me, 35 centimetres long. They are cut off manually. And it's those plants during the months of October, November, December that are planted in the fields. And the kumara, because it's a tuberous root, the kumara grow off those plants. Wow. So, um, so it's quite a bit of husbandry, isn't it, along the way? Um, a lot of husbandry. Those of us are. Yep probably more common, uh, commonly have had a go at growing the humble potato. It's the same concept. They sprout, yeah? Yeah. 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 The, uh, the uh, big difference of kuma is that if you get a kuma and put that in the soil, you ain't going to get any kuma from that. Whereas, no. yeah, and it's a different plant family to the potato. But anyway, I won't digress on that one. No, no, I'm in for a bit of nerdiness this time of year. Tell us about <laughs> the people, of course, that matters the most uh, and uh, the, both the business owners um, and, and also the staff, because this has been the other hell of a journey. Uh, and have they? When did they get to a point where they could? Could they start rehiring some of the staff they had to lay off last year? Or what's been the story there? Yep. Well, <clears throat> with um, growers have, it's always a. Uh, they have a level of permanent people that they keep on, but there's a lot of casual seasonal staff. So there's been. Not too many, not too big an issue in, in having those staff return, and you get a lot of the likes of backpackers and visitors of this country also that spend time up here during those key planting, you know, uh, months October, November, December, and the, the, the harvest months February, March, April, May. Will you, you generally get an influx as well of, of, of backpackers and the likes, and plus there's a lot of people that travel from Northland down to our area, uh, sometimes daily, to help at those seasonal um, times. Certainly at the packhouse level, um, that was uh, not, not so good for uh, um, the three packhouse businesses, having to uh, minimise hours uh, last year and laying off staff at different times when they ran out of products. So that's been a difficult uh, experience for most, but We've been supported by a lot of other, you know, employee, employees around the district uh, to help, you know, take on some of our staff personally on a part-time basis, including Dargaville Countdown uh, took on eight of our staff and um, 
our growers, uh, when they got into planting, uh, took on staff as well. So it's worked out well. We've got all our staff returning um, after quite a layoff period of four months so um, in the next couple of weeks. So That must really be a huge God. relief. Yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't find any red coomera when I went to my local uh, last week uh, and prices across the board, I think, they almost tripled last year and, and clearly the event we're discussing was the driver of that. But what could you tell us about where uh, volumes, harvest times and, and, and perhaps prices might, might go? Oh, looking ahead, I think February is going to be quite potentially a bit light on with yield and supply. But once the main harvest kicks off in late February and March and, and the crop is there, so to speak, um, you'll see volumes increase and the pricing will start to certainly edge back to what we saw last year, that's for sure. You know, um, So that'll be a, a, a good thing for all concerned. Um, um, and the industry, the industry was very appreciative and could understand the, um, the, the, the feedback from consumers last year about the expensive price of Coomera uh, and shops, but it certainly helped our industry reinvest for this year. Um, so, yeah, very much appreciated. And I guess to a degree it's time to pay back the consumers' trust and um, desire for Coomera and giving them you know, reasonable value that in 2024. Yamihi, thanks very much. Anthony Blundell, who is uh, one of the producers in the, the district that overwhelmingly provides commercial Coomera crops. Uh, he is with Kaipra Coomera. He's managing director there, and they are having a much, much, much better summer, as are so many people than this time last year, not forgetting the stress that's carried on for them for a long time.